Novel 74 presents How Can We All Make It Into the Future 74 podcast series. On the podcast, we discuss the global pandemic we're currently facing and how it'll reshape our reality and society with opinion leaders and creative minds from all over the world. Let's explore together what the future might bring for us. Hello everyone, my name is Leila Caracas and I'm the Communications and Project Director of Istanbul 74. Today we are with Robert Burke, the founder of Robert Burke Associates, the New York-based consulting firm specialized in retail and fashion. Prior to starting his consulting business, Robert has been the SVP of Fashion and PR for Bergdorf Goodman and a part of Ralph Lauren's management team for 11 years. Robert is frequently credited as a retail authority in such media as the New York Times, Wall Street Journal and the Financial Times, amongst others. Hi, Robert. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. How are you? How are things in New York? Um, I'm good. Things in New York are uh, still, uh, you know, at the center of the crisis here in Manhattan. Um, things have been um, uh, quite slow and people have observed their self-quarantine. So the streets are quiet. Um, everything except essential businesses have been closed down for approximately three weeks now. And um, people are becoming somewhat adjusted to working from home and uh, trying to cope with this new reality. And what about the fashion industry? Well, the fashion industry, as you know, was hit particularly hard. Um, I think the only other industry that was probably affected equal or or even more so is the restaurant and and hospitality industry. And because the retail industry is such a vital part of the economy in the U.S. uh, and the world, uh, it was it was affected because of the stores closing, um, which um, even, you know, a few months ago, I don't think we could have ever imagined all of the retail stores closing and the malls closing. And um, as a result, the customer was not shopping except for online. And, um, and then what those ramifications meant for the department stores and the retail stores, but also the designers. Um, and it's, it's affected the entire food chain of fashion. What do you think the future landscape of fashion look like after the crisis? Well, you know, we've all had a few weeks to think about that and have come to grips with it. It it was always uh, discussed that fashion needed a reset or a realignment, a change. And and particularly in the last several years, um, many of the uh, retailers, many of the Uh, department stores, the designers, the fashion editors all said that it needed to um, change and that it was just too much. Um, Sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for because those changes are now going to happen. Um, We never thought that it would happen because of a virus, um, because of COVID-19, but it did happen. And now we're at a point to realign. And when I say that, I mean realign the fashion seasons. You know, it was long discussed that that the fashion seasons were too frequent or the deliveries were too frequent. The seasons were 
were out of sync of the weather. So you oftentimes had swimwear going on sale at the 1st of June when really people were starting to buy it in June, July, and August. Um, you had coats going on sale prior to it getting cold. Um, and this caused a uh, chain reaction of markdowns, sales constantly going on, and distress to the industry because it oftentimes was was absorbed by the designers and the and the brands these markdowns and so things were just out of sync and and many times people felt there was just too much product um so now we have the stores are closed uh people aren't shopping we don't know when the stores will open but when they do it'll be a time for um uh, a new way of delivering product and and a new way in all aspects of retail and how we communicate to the customer. Um, do you think it will affect the fashion weeks as well? It, we're going to see less fashion weeks, maybe less collections? Well, the designers of, um, of essentially anything that was, was not shipped for spring was rejected by the, um, by the um, retailers. And so the pre-fall, which was being planned, is probably not happening. Um, there'll, be, there'll be a resort delivery that could, could deliver into stores. And, and even the fall deliveries for 2020 are looking at being much smaller and having reduced budgets. So we don't fully see, I think that, you know, when the stores do open, it's going to be a long recovery and the bigger brands and designers are really looking at not recouping their business until probably early 21, uh, first quarter of 21. So it's going to be a long road. Um, I think there will be less deliveries. There are uh, obviously will be less deliveries this year um, because of them being canceled. But I think people will rethink their delivery schedule. Um, they will uh, look at the size of their collections and the retailers will also look at the size of the buys. So it gives the designers particularly a chance to kind of refocus their creative energy and, and their brand uh, and the real DNA of their brand to do what they do best. Sometimes the designers get pushed to do multiple collections more than the stores can even keep up with. And much of this is usually encouraged by the stores um, and, and they have to rethink their business. So it's um, it is a total realignment. Yeah. It's definitely a big time for change. Um, who do you think will get ahead during this time? What are the key elements of survival for luxury brands? You know, I think being in touch with who your customer is, what their needs are, being in communication with your customer, and and being true to your brand DNA. I think those things are, are very important to the consumer right now. And for them to spend money and feel compelled to buy product, it has to be distinctive and it has to be meaningful to them. And so as a brand, understanding what your customer's lifestyle is, their needs, how that might have changed, I think that will be important. And, 
And I think that the brands that will ultimately survive this will come out of it with a renewed interest in having a direct-to-consumer relationship, whether that be on their online uh, stores or in their physical stores. The customers had a lot of time to sit on the couch and look at shopping online, and it doesn't substitute the physical experience. And I think when we get back to opening stores, I think there'll be a renewed interest in making sure that experience in the stores is, is a unique one and a positive one from the brands. And I think those are the people that are really going to survive um, or the brands that will survive. And as you said, e-commerce is definitely becoming more and more important right now. Um, what do you think some of the changes we're going to see in that area? Well, you know, we've gone through, if you look at the evolution of online, there was a, a time period where we all talked about omni-channel before we even knew what omni-channel meant. And it meant that the online would reflect the physical store. Um, we're, we're getting closer to that now than ever, but, you know, we, the online alone will not, I don't believe, be enough to suffice the luxury sector of the business. So Net-A-Porte, who does an excellent job um, of being a exclusively online uh, um, company ended up closing down their warehouses. And so, you know, they're not even able to ship out to the consumer. Um, this was a big wake up call, I think, to the fashion industry that someone as big as Net-A-Porte could succumb to closing down their warehouses. So I think it's made people also realize that online is, is, fantastic and it's important and it will always be the sector that's probably growing the most but the luxury consumer also wants to have that experience of in-store um, and being able to to touch the product and feel the product and so I would say it's going to for the future be a combination of both going forward um, and this kind of drove home that Online is great, but it's not enough just to be an online player. And Robert, what can you tell us about the consumer psychology in the face of these events? Do you think people are going down a more minimalistic route with their consumption? Are they gravitating towards more classical styles? Well, I think the customer is becoming much more discriminating. One, they're not spending much money right now. So they're, you know, I think businesses and individuals are setting on the money that they have. And, and while they may be shopping some, they're doing it very discriminately. And I think the customer will continue to be um, discriminating in their purchases going forward. And, and they will walk away from this also wanting to make sure that the purchases they make are, are good purchases, that they have some longevity to them and that they are um, ethically um, sourced, that they're genuine brands that, that are doing product that they believe in, that they stand for. So I, I think that the source of the, of, of the design is, is very important right now um, and will be even more important. But the customer doesn't wanna, 
doesn't want to look frivolous right now. And so to answer your question more directly, are they, are they going for more classic pieces? I'm not sure if they're classic, but they're more distinct and long lasting. Um, and the sense of that they're an investment to the customer. Um, and the customer doesn't want to feel like a fashion victim right now. That's not a, that's not, I don't think the customer ever wants to feel like that, but they're highly attuned and sensitive to not looking like they're a victim to trends. And, and so I think that this means that many of the brands that produce some of their very iconic product and best product, I think will prevail. Um, and, and, and then we've seen a big return uh, or, or not a big return. We've seen a big interest in beauty and health and wellness. And we are seeing even more interest in that. And certainly because people are staying at home, they're spending on, on health and wellness and beauty products, but they're more educated than ever before. So they're, they're not, you know, they will be willing to spend more for a cream or an oil or something when they understand and they, they can read about the, the, the quality of the product and, and the organic nature of it. And then health and wellness have been, have been very important and meditation and, and, you know, whether it's a goop or uh, inscape, which is a meditation um, um, uh, facility here and, in the U.S. Uh, that has online classes, but then they sell product around that. Uh, these are, are increasingly, have, have had a strong trend, but are becoming increasingly important. What do you think is the bright side of this all, if any? Do you think there's a silver lining? You know, I do. I think that um, we needed to kind of get off this, this um, treadmill of fashion that was just more is more and more product and everyone was producing and it started to kind of look the same, feel the same. It didn't feel unique or, or thought through um, sometimes or special. And I think this gives us a chance to kind of pull back as an industry and look at what can we do to make the product special and unique and meaningful to the customer How can we make the experience meaningful to the customer? Ultimately, how do we all get through this together? And what I've been most impressed with and, and most inspired by is how the, how the smart stores and designers and brands are all working together because everyone's in this together, um, not just in the fashion industry, but that's what I'm talking about today. Um, and and supporting each other and and figuring out how to partner with one another. So, you know, humans are much more quickly adapting to uh, will quickly adapt to things more readily than than we sometimes think we can or will or would want to. And we have we've seen we've seen quick adaptions to this new reality and um, and people are, are more kind to each other and they're looking out for one another and being nicer. And in New York, um, you know, we don't always have the reputation of being the nicest people in the world, but I'm seeing <laughs> them being more friendly than ever before. Uh, whether you walk into a, 
grocery store or a drugstore or you see people on the street. And so I think it is bringing us back down to some more human elements and, and uh, those will be long lasting. There's also a lot of really good initiatives in New York right now um, in fashion, also with the restaurants, right? Yes, there's been um, um, a real effort with with supporting the local restaurants and restaurants in New York that um, uh, are incredibly hard to get into um, and get a reservation and people would wait for months are now doing uh, takeout and delivery And as a result, they've been um, able to keep on some of their staff. And there's a, a feeling of really wanting to support those local restaurants um, that are major restaurants that are now um, subsidizing their menu to make it more friendly to deliveries and oftentimes sharpening their prices. Um, and and so we've seen that happen in the in in the world of um, of restaurants and even the farmers that would sell to only very exclusive restaurants are now selling directly to the consumer and you can have the, you know, uh, free range, whatever, fowl, ducks, chickens delivered to your, to your apartment, um, you know, fish, uh, specialty vegetables. So everyone wants to support, whether it's the farmers, the restaurateurs, um, the bartenders who are now having drinks delivered to people's apartments as well. And they're just, they're, they're all banding together. And I think that's important right now. Yeah. More and more people are also doing things at home themselves, like uh, cooking. Do you think this trend will continue? Do you think we're going to be spending more times at home and maybe develop different hobbies? Well, I think we have, um, Yeah, we've all been spending the vast majority of our time at home, if not all of it. Um, I think that that it'll take time for people to socialize and they'll probably socialize differently. Um, I mean, I, for one, can't wait to leave the apartment um, when I can. So I think there might, <laughs> be, two of us. There might be a built up, uh, pent up demand to uh, want to uh, uh, be outside <laughs> of your apartment. And, and uh, I could happily take a little break of cooking, uh, even though I like to cook. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but I but in all seriousness, I think it'll take time. And the department stores uh, and retailers are talking about what is that going to look like, feel like. And and a week ago, they weren't talking about what that could look like, feel like. And it will impact everyone. I mean, I think that You know, there's talk about with the department stores having people having temperature checks as they walk into the department store. And it's it's no different than than the security at an airport today. And it's become a reality. And I think that will will and how you'll interact with salespeople, how will a dressing room be be handled, how will an uh, alteration and a fitting be handled? All these are you know, it's giving us time to think about it. And, 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 uh, and everyone, you know, the, the idea of masks and gloves are a reality. Um, and I think that they will, those, those types of practices probably will remain in place. It's a new normal. Yep. The new normal. And what do you think about the digital technologies that seem like they're going to be a part of our lives a bit more now, such as AR, VR, especially 
for the retail industry? Well, you know, we were already dipping our toe into these different technologies so that the customer could experience, you know, um, whether it was trying on a Patek Philippe watch virtually or it was to experience an element of a brand virtually uh, you know so we were already playing with those this will only speed up that process uh, or speed up that technology and the importance of it um, the customer is hungry for knowledge and we know that and they're going to be more well researched with their regarding their purchases going forward so we only see this whether it's it's um, virtual reality or artificial intelligence or or um, um, anything to to enhance the selling experience will be important. Thank you so much for your for your, all your insight, Robert. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, I think we um, we realized we're in this and we didn't expect to be uh, in this situation. But we're now kind of thinking about what's going to happen when we come out of the other side and how can we learn from it and, and be better because of it. And while it's been a um, painful experience for many on emotional levels and health levels and, and business levels, it's, it's um, sometimes with these changes, we have to look at how they can improve us um, and make us better in the end and, and and I think that attitude for the fashion industry uh, will help everyone get through this thank you so much Robert thank you for joining us thank you for having me